and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of our live Q&As this morning and I'm thrilled to have Danielle with us. Good morning, Danielle. Morning. And um, you are part of Black Nova Designs, which is an IT company in fact, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to be finding out more today from you about what it is that inspired you to set this up. I think it was sort of five or six years ago now. Um, your kind of your horsey background, because um, you're like many of us, you've come from a kind of a horsey background and things, and then ended up somewhere and gone, how did I get here? This is a bit weird. Um, yeah. So we're finding out a bit more about your story, and you've got a family and things. So how do you balance it all together? And you know, what is it that you you do for people, and and how is it that they can find out more and maybe even be inspired as many people are about the types of things that you can do that means you've still got flexibility to be able to do things with your ponies and you know enjoy your family and have the kind of life that actually everyone wants to have which is not tied down nine to five to a desk so tell us a little bit about yourself Danielle introduce yourself say hi to our lovely viewers. <laughs> hi uh, so I'm Danielle and I am a mum a stepmum uh, a business owner um all of the all of the above. Um, I'm not really keen on massive titles. I guess I am one of the directors, but that's you know me. So I started out uh, life uh, many years ago, uh, not in tech. Um, I'll tell you a little secret. I actually hate tech. Just don't tell anyone. But um, yeah. So I was a groom. I worked at a tax shop, and then I worked for a company, a fine nutrition company called Keyflow Feeds. Um, And while I sort of, in between all of that little block of things, I bought a house, I had a baby, um, that didn't work out. So not the baby, the relationship. So (laughs) um, started a new path and met Kyle, who um, was a bit of a genius really. Uh, in a box he literally was like yeah a genie in a box not a genius um and he had a business called black nova designs and it was dormant and i thought well hang on a minute this this seems this is definitely somewhere i could go because i had like i had all those frustrations that everyone else had like my laptop didn't work the wi-fi didn't work um in a corporate life my phone never flipping worked I used to get all the problems that nobody else had or seeming to not have, and he could fix them. So I thought, right, well, this isn't just in corporate life that this happens. This happens outside. This happens at home. And I had no idea at home who could fix my PC at the time, which is kind of how (laughs) we got together Um, because he came to fix my PC. I made him a cup of coffee, and uh, three years later, we're married and moved in together. (laughs) So... Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily advise marrying a tech god, but there you go. Uh, but yeah, so now we are five years down the line and we have a team of us in Black Nova who um, run everything to do with IT, really. I mean, that's that's cool. me in a nutshell. Yeah, that's fun. So what a lovely story. I do love that. He came to fix my computer and the rest was history. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was um, that easy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's how love blossoms, isn't it? Something yeah. as simple as that. <laughs> and I totally, I know exactly what you mean about tech. So I used to work for a telecoms company, a big, massive global corporate telecoms company. Did my phone ever work? No, it didn't. And the worst time was when I was out in South Africa, of all places, and the thing mm. decided to stop working. And I'm trying to get it sorted out in the middle of a place where I really do want my phone. <laughs> going, we're yeah. a tech company. Why can't we sort this out? We're a flipping tech company. We're a yeah. phone company, for goodness sakes. So, yeah, been there, had that frustration, totally get it. So tell us then a little bit about, so people are probably tuning in going, what's, what's tech got to do with horses? Like, you know, this is normally a horsey thing. But but what I'm fascinated in about is your your entrepreneurialness, your business skills, and also how, you know, how the horses still fit in with something like Black Nova. <laughs> um, I, I've never really known how they just fit in. They just do. Um, I think I'm quite self-motivated, so that helps. Um, and I am very keen to realize that when you have your own business, you can make your own hours. Like that is why you start it. So if I ride in the day, I'll work later in the evening. That's my choice. I can do that. In corporate life, you never have that opportunity. And so sometimes I think when you're a business owner, it's really easy to forget that you're doing this for you. Um, because I think some people they are bound to their desk because somebody needs them or somebody needs this or um, I need to do that right now because they need it. Uh, you need it. Like your mindset is what this business is all about or whatever business it is. And you need downtime. So that is why I make time for my horses. There probably isn't time for the horses. There isn't time. You know, I actually down tools at half past two most days to go and do the school run because that is my choice. I don't really have time to do that. I have about 300 emails a day, but I do it because I want to pick up the children from school. That's it, you know, and I want to do the after school clubs. There are many people that could pick up. There are childminders everywhere that could pick up the children for me, that could have them. In fact, even my mum doesn't live too far away. She does have them once a week for us to help out. But I stop half past two through to sort of seven when they go to bed because on top of the fact I don't want any more children um I don't want to miss out on this time you never get this time back so I just think in my opinion you know and everyone's different everyone mums in a different way and and I, I find that sort of realm of things quite daunting so I try and stay out of mum discussions but my my way is that I want to be there for them at dinner time we have no tech we have no work discussions we all sit down as a family Kyle as well and we we have it together and then they go off and do what they want you know there uh, Ryan is Kyle's little boy who lives with us so he's my stepson um so they're always together Zoe and Ryan um but yeah of being eight they're they're getting into tech, which is quite scary. Um, but it's just, for me, it is about prioritizing. You you choose what you spend your time doing. Um, you choose whether to take on somebody else's energy that they are chasing you to get something done or whether you create an expectation that you will get to them when you can. And when you do, it is the best possible scenario that they can have. So they trust you. Um, 
but fitting it all in yeah i mean yesterday i finished work at half four which was later than normal to go and ride and disappointingly it was peeing down uh which if any of you were looking at my instagram stories you would have i was a bit sad about <laughs> my horse doesn't like the rain i'm not keen on the rain so we just didn't ride um because life changes these things happen so i went home and did some different exercise but it, i don't think there's ever a way that you can fit everything in you just have to create a day that you feel happy with and how have you gone about doing that because a lot of this stuff is quite often trial and error isn't it and and working out what works for you so how did you come about a way that now works for you uh, well, for the, the last couple of years, the kids need to go to school. So that is my main priority in the mornings to get them to school on time, um, which isn't always easy. And if anyone is listening to this that is a mum, they will know that usually by the time you get to school at half past eight in the morning, you are like a screaming banshee. And you then flick on social media for two minutes. And there is at least 20 other people saying they've done some morning routine or morning gratitude or morning ritual that makes them feel on top of the world. And you start feeling a bit down because you are not feeling that way. You feel guilty because you screamed at your kids before school, you feel guilty because you haven't ironed their top, that they're not on time or that they're early or that you know your house is still a tip because it's taken 20 minutes to get the right shoes on the right children. Um, so for me, I have to you know, get them to school. That is, that is my main priority. And then I go to work, go to our office. I mean, we have an office separate to the house, although I actually love working from home. <laughs> uh, it was Kyle's choice to get an office, not me. But we go to work, I start my emails, and I always do oldest emails to newest, um, unless there is an urgent inquiry, which I would tell someone to call us for. Um, and those emails, um, you know, I try and create that sort of environment for everybody. So nobody has to wait more than 24 hours for a response, unless, you know, it's something that is really small, um, or that it's putting together a, a timetable for training. Um, but, and then we don't, we don't really have a lunch break. You know, in the corporate world, you sort of get there at half eight, you have a break at 10, have an hour's lunch at 12, have a break at whatever it is, and then you go. Because, we, because you set your own hours, I get in, I work all the way through. Um, so my nutrition does, you know, that's probably one thing that I don't balance in any way, shape or form. Um, so I now have, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but they're basically shakes. Um, they're not diet shakes, they are meal replacement shakes because I know then that I am having breakfast, having lunch, and then I cook a homemade dinner for the kids. So it's an illusion that everyone balances everything. I am quite good at balancing a lot of things, but not everything. Um, and that's really important to know that social media is likely to have a lot of the highs when there are a lot of lows, um, you know, you know, nobody has to feel bad about the lows. They just happen. Um, so just carry it on. And how do you deal with it then? So I love the fact that you're so honest about this. It's like, look, no one's perfect. And social media <laughs> is, isn't it? It's this, we choose what to put on it. Even if people go, oh, yeah, put what's and all. It's still censored. It's not what's and all. No one's actually following you with the camera all day showing you know, warts and all, showing you having a meltdown or a tantrum. You're not going to put that on social media. People go, oh, yeah, I put it all on social media. And you think, no, you don't. <laughs> That's fair enough. Fine. Yeah. So knowing that that actually is our 
what we choose to put out to the world, not reality. How do yeah. you therefore cope with? I, I, I mean, I don't have kids, and I just think it's yeah. so funny the way you say. I've already screened them. Goodness knows how many times before we even get them to school, and then I turn on Instagram and there's someone who's done a morning routine. I mean, it's so true, isn't it? It doesn't matter what's going on in life. How do you deal with, you know, the fact that life's not perfect, and and the fact that you say, oh, you have to balance all this stuff. And I always akin it to um, spinning plates. And I say, look, we've got all these plates. We're all trying to keep spinning. And the problem is, if you concentrate on too much on one plate, the other falls off and smashes on the floor. You've got to go and pick that one up. And while you're sorting that out, something else goes. So it's it's a case of if you want to keep all those plates spinning, just a little bit of time for each of them mm -hmm. to keep them spinning. But what do you do when a plate smashes on the floor for you then? What, what's your way of getting over it, dealing with it and carrying on and not just having some mega meltdown? Be honest. I answer to that I do it does I think the key is not to stay there allow yourself a meltdown um here's a very fine example three weeks ago now uh I was doing very well spinning all my plates I was feeling a little bit okay about all of this I picked the kids up from school put them in the car and the car wouldn't start and I tried and I tried and it wouldn't start so I got out of the car, phoned Kyle and said, the car won't start, this isn't great. So he came along and, you know, had a look, as men do in their cape and their, you know, hero outfit, thinking they can fix the car. Uh, it, it's not fixable. So we had no family car, no way to get home. Uh, I cried. I just cried. Um, I'm allowed. I cried in front of the children. You know what? It's real. It happens. What we then did is got them home got a babysitter, got them takeaway. So they thought this was whole really fab. Um, we got a babysitter, got them takeaway. Me and Kyle went out, looked at a new car that just, just so happy that we were wanting to get in six months time. Loved it. Um, albeit on finance, nobody has the sort of money for a brand new car outright. Well, some people do, but you know, but there, there's something that I put on Facebook or on social media that we bought a new car. It was a Jaguar which is, you know, in theory, was my dream about owning a Jaguar since I was 14. But we turned that around in 24 hours-ish. So to everyone in the outside world, it looked like we'd done amazing. But actually, unbeknown to them, I had bawled my eyes out in front of, there was a lot of people trying to rescue the car. Um, but you're allowed, when a plate drops, cry. Whatever, you can't spin all your plates at once. But you can, I, my main sort of, well, I don't know what the word is, quote, mantra, whatever it is, is to worry about the things you can control. I couldn't control that the car was going to work or not going to work. Yes, I had a meltdown about it, but realistically, there was nothing I could have done to make things change. Uh, so we went and dealt with it. Um, the kids getting the right school clothes on in the morning, I, I can't really control that. I, I can only do so much when they're eight, you know, I'm not going to dress them for them. Um, so yeah, I think it's about just knowing that things are never going to be perfect. Um, but staying motivated and having a goal, like having an aim. So when something goes wrong, if, if it's, you know, if you're not going straight and you're just going like this all the time, I mean, you can sort of relate it to horse riding totally. One day you'll get on your horse and have the most amazing ride or amazing lesson and everything will just be perfect and you'll wonder why you're not competing at the Olympics um, because you know everything just went so perfect and then the next week you get on have a lesson and it was crap it's just you know the horse wasn't doing it you weren't doing it and this actually happened to me 
you know, while in lockdown, I was having, you know, lessons at our yard. It was, it was all safe. Um, but one week it was magnificent. And the next week, just, it just wasn't our day. And you, you can't dwell on it. It, just, it happens and it happens in life. So you can't, I think it's really important to not stay down about anything really that you can't control. I think that's absolutely brilliant and you know one of the very much one of the principles that I talk to people about and you're entirely right and this stuff does go across everything although we might use it in our writing we might use it in our business if these are patterns that you have in life they will serve you as patterns in life they will go into whatever element of life you're in because as much as we like to think we can compartmentalize and put things in boxes we don't our brain still does the same patterns in whatever it is that we're doing and it is mm. control the controllables if you yeah. can't control it go fine f it stick it in the bucket, let it go. Yeah. And, you know, what can I do something about? And um, I love the fact that you say, have a tantrum, have a cry, have a scream and a shout, whatever it is you need to do, go and hide in a corner for a minute, whatever you need to do. Because I, I think we're not taught to process emotion. We are taught mm -hmm. to suppress it, particularly in Britain. Yeah. Um, it, you know, stiff up a lip, carry on regardless, that's shown as a strength. But the problem is, resilience is bamboo isn't it resilience is yeah. something that can sway and swing but still come back resilience isn't an oak tree that stands solid and firm and then a storm comes along and it goes plop and it's never coming back again you know yeah. you need to have the tantrum and and our kids so it must be great your kids must be brilliant because they must be allowed to have a tantrum sometimes or get angry or get annoyed or cry because it's okay we're human we're allowed to do that you know yeah there, there are, I, yes, they are totally allowed to have emotion. Uh, it is the right thing to do. You can be happy, you can be sad, you can be angry. What you're not allowed to do is when you're angry, go and break the law. <laughs> or uh, when you can't hit out when you're angry. You know, there are certain acceptable behaviours within those emotions that you can teach a child to have. But it is so important to know that you can have up days and you can have down days um, for children and adults. But you're totally right. I think we are learn to just get on with it taught not learned um you know put your chin up off you go carry on um you know when you fall off your horse get back on and sometimes you just need time to dwell on the fact that you fell off <laughs> dwell on the fact that it didn't go right then get back on you know i'm not saying don't get back on you always always have to get back up but sometimes you just need a little bit of time to process it Super. Okay. So we went super fast, super deep there. That's amazing. Yeah, but, you know, no, it's fantastic. Sometimes that just happens with people. Sometimes you just kind of start chatting about things and you get really deep into mindset stuff and it's fab. It's brilliant. And I'm sure all the people watching this live and all the people on the replay and the podcast are going to be like, God, it's so nice to hear that someone as busy as that with this busy business, busy lifestyle, busy kids, you know, that hasn't got the perfect life, but actually on the outside definitely does. You know, that's the thing, isn't it? Anyone that sees yeah. you buy a brand new car straight off the bat like that goes, oh, well, you're lucky. Yeah. And, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. I don't know if you find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, you know, actually also it's about setting your filters, isn't it? It's about setting your brain to be open to certain opportunities so that if they come like the car, yeah, you go, right, there's the opportunity. I'll have that now. Thank you very much. So it's not luck. It's just no. it's a stinky bad luck if you look at it that your car broke. Yeah, yeah. It just accelerated what you wanted anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, you know, how have you found, because 
most people on some kind of entrepreneurial journey, you know, they've got their own business or something. There's been elements along the way. There's either been certain people or certain situations or certain, we call them catalysts, certain things where they just made you make a step turn. COVID has been one of those for a lot of people. A lot of people have either had to step up or reassess or both and change. You know, it must have had a massive impact on your business, I would think, being in technology. I think you've gone crazy, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've, we've been very lucky and I've tried not to push that too much because I feel uh that that's there are so many that aren't in the position that we are in. It's just we are in the right industry at the right time. Uh we had some amazing months. We've actually had to hire two extra staff to be able to cope with the influx of support that people need. Um we could have just turned them away and just said we can't cope to somebody else but we didn't we wanted to grow that was always part of our five-year plan to have a bigger team so do you know what it happened earlier for us than we expected it to and we've been very very grateful for the support for the clients that have needed us for the clients that have come to us um yeah it's been amazing for for us and the staff you know they're in no or the, they're in no worried situation however um none of them were put on furlough which meant that um <laughs> It uh, lots of people were on furlough, but they still had to work around their kids. There's always a good and a bad, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like you say, it can sometimes. It, it, you know, we're all really aware that this situation has definitely hit some people, and some people have had it a lot harder and what have you. And at the same time, like you say, if you just happen to be in the right industry, the right business at the right time, then great. There may be times in the future when you're in the wrong business at the wrong time, or you've got to pivot that business or do something different to deal with that situation. So totally agree with you there, because, you know, for instance, mindset has suddenly become the thing, right? Yeah. Because there wasn't an awful lot else, was there? When you were stuck at home, no. what did you have with you all the time? Your brain and your mindset. Going, <laughs> oh, God, this thing's really important. It's like, uh, yep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I totally I get where you're coming from in that. And it's the same situation for me in that respect. So what pivotal things have there been in your life? And let's leave COVID. I'm fed up with talking about it for a bit. Yeah. What pivotal things have there been in your life or people that have come into your life or things that have really made you sit up and reassess or change or just actually feel the fear and think, oh, this is really scary, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. What kind of stuff has there been for you? uh mine are all a bit cheesy sorry so mine is kyle uh i was a single mum for a little while and i didn't really realize how relationships or how happiness was really meant to work um we got to have our dream wedding we got to you know don't get me wrong working with your husband there are definitely some down days nobody talks about those do they um but he was pivotal in my life changing um and Zoe, you know, when you have a child, you can no longer think about yourself. You, you don't come first anymore. Well, actually, you do come first in some instances. But you are there to show them how to live your best life. Because when they, you know, I, I have to explain to Zoe sometimes. She's like, oh, but mummy's got to work. Mummy's got to work so that you can have the really nice £80 jewels jacket that I've just bought you, which she appreciates. Um you know, she knows that not everyone who works can just leave and pick up from school. You know, there's a lot of childminders that pick up from school. Um, so having Zoe was a pivotal thing that changed my life hugely. Um, so, yeah, that's they're probably the only two people. And I guess, you know, there are a lot of people um, out there that, 
have friends, supporters, family. You know, my family have always been supportive, but I don't. I don't think there's one particular other pivotal point apart from you know changing from a single mum to Kyle <laughs> um, and and having Zoe. Um, I think it's where I'm quite self-motivated uh, and quite self-driven. Um, I don't really rely on anyone else to keep me going. That probably wasn't the right answer. No, absolutely, it was your answer. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, you know, and and but that but that was your that was a real pivot for you is meeting Carl, and then because you wouldn't have been in the business room today if it hadn't been for him. So, yeah, absolutely, that's one of those those moments and people and you know the universe collides or whatever it is. So yeah, definitely. Okay, so tell us then a little bit about Black Nova. Um, and for the non-technicals out there, which I'm sure you're pretty used to dealing mm -hmm. with, um, it's it's a funny old thing, isn't it? So in the horsey world, there are some people that really embrace it. There's some people that don't. There's a lot of people that obviously work in tech or work in big corporates and things have to deal with tech and ride as a hobby. There are a lot of people that never have to do anything with tech and a phone is about the most that they're ever going to do anything with. So because they're working with horses all the time and, you know, horse racing things. But tech has very much become a part of the, the world, obviously, and therefore yeah. the horse industry. I do feel we're still about 20 years behind in the equine industry <laughs> compared to any sport, for sure. Um, but, you know, tell us a little bit about what Black Nova does, because... I know it's not only for riders, obviously, it's for anybody no. who needs technology that you work with, but you but being a rider and being in the groups and the 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 surroundings that you are, obviously you work with a lot of you know country related business equine businesses, don't you? Yes, absolutely. So um we design websites, we make your Wi-Fi work, we put CCTV into your barns, yards, bowling, studs, everything like that. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people genuinely think they don't rely on anything more than their phone, but actually they do. Most of them have um, a laptop or a Mac or a tablet or an iPad they use when they go in or they book clients in or they um, rely on Wi-Fi because obviously a lot of the lessons over um, these past few months have been online. So you need good Wi-Fi, you need good signal. There's so many things that are you don't realize you rely on until you need them. Um, most professional yards, professional riders, uh, teachers, riding schools, you all need a website, every single one of them, um, because it is the way the world is right now. And you need a decent website. <laughs> you need to put your content on there. You need to start writing. And, and a lot of uh, the trainers that I've had are great at talking to me about what they can do, but they can't write it down. Um, but for a website, you need to, you know, and then from your website, you can use it for social media and for advertising and such like. There's also a lot of, you know, horse selling yards. Um, they need websites because you're not allowed to sell on Facebook. Well, you're not allowed to sell livestock on Facebook. So, yeah, like everyone needs a website, which is something that we can do in an affordable way. Or we can work with them. We can do the hosting with another designer to do that. So there's a number of equine uh, website designers that we work with uh, rather than directly compete with um, and they use our hosting and then design the sites themselves um, so there is always a way to support each other in it um, but yeah I do think that the it's hard isn't it because a lot of the big events let's let's say badminton um, all right it wasn't on this year but the last couple of years has struggled hugely with card machines and laptops and iPads 
at the trade stands because of the signal there, because there's no Wi-Fi, the 4G's rubbish, um, you know, that sort of thing. Now, they actually put a lot of effort into their infrastructure a couple of years ago, which, which was a game changer. But nobody realizes quite how much that's relied upon until it doesn't work. Um, so it's really important to know what tech you need and how we can help you. And that is one way. So we can make your Wi-Fi work anywhere. We've actually got one farm that we've been Wi-Fi across 15 miles um, reliably. It doesn't drop anywhere in the field. Um, now, keep in mind that in a field that doesn't have any really thick brick walls, um, but you can do so around a farmhouse, around Airbnb, around, you know, CCTV. You can put that in your barn, in your field, wherever you want. Um, we can do all of that. And we do do it across the country. Um, Kyle loves driving, thankfully. Um, although it means that I get left with the uh, magnificent new car while he goes off in the van. Um, but yeah, so make it work for you um in a way that you want it to you know if your cameras you want them on your phone if you want to be able to book people on your app if you want an email address that works you know we can do all of that without you stressing about it because the last thing we all need with all of our million spinning plates is another thing to worry about that you can generally not control because tech you can't control it just sort of does its own thing half the time um but when you're paying for a service You've got the support there that when it doesn't work, you can phone somebody. And that's the difference with us. We are here to support you. So you can call us, you can email us, you can message me. Um, whatever is your platform to message, we're always there. Um, whereas a lot of other companies have, you know, a number of other ways you can contact them, but they're not always UK based. So, yeah. And so you are actually based down in, I want to say Devon, is that right? Yorkshire. Wiltshire, nearby, nearby. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so people, I mean, there's a couple of questions coming already, but what that's it's blown my brain that you can send Wi-Fi 15 miles across load fields. That's that's just incredible. And that got me thinking that actually this isn't about, um, you know, tech for the sake of tech. This is genuinely about how do we make life better for you by using tech, not putting it in to make it more complex or more difficult, but actually what are the main things that help people when it comes to tech? Like Wi-Fi signal, I can totally see, like spreading that across somewhere, that makes loads of sense. But what about, you know, other things that enable people to do more or be more productive or uh, take away some of the manual tasks or that kind of thing that people generally need and use with by using technology that really help them out? Oh, question. Um, you have to. So the whole point of using tech and paying for it is to make your life easier. So if you get a camera system in that is half on and half off, or if you your phone or is not doing what you need it to, that is just like it's not working for you. So you really need to research what tech it is that you need everyone is different um a website should work for you it should not create stress for you so when your contact page doesn't work that is beyond stressful people can't get to you make sure that works um if people can't read about who you are on your website like your website is there 24 hours a day which is totally unrealistic for you to be there around 24 hours a day you know you need to sleep um 
So this stuff needs to work for you. So it needs to have good images. It needs to have good content. It needs to provide what you are providing. Um, so yeah, it's everyone. So there's not really one generic answer to that. Everyone's different. Everyone's needs are different. Um, Wi-Fi is probably one of the biggest things. Um, and it does depend on the internet service provider as well. Um, but in the main, you need your Wi-Fi to work. And I'll do a little techie bit here, but I'll try not to go divulge too much. But Wi-Fi and internet are different, totally separate. So by paying your internet service provider, so BT, lots of us pay BT. I play, I pay some people. Um, you pay them for internet to your door. Anything beyond that point is actually your responsibility to get Wi-Fi around your house. Um, so they can provide you with boosters. They can provide you. I mean, I've seen the adverts with, is it BT and a helicopter with Wi-Fi or something? Just because you have good signal doesn't mean you have good Wi-Fi. Um, you can have full five bars of Wi-Fi and zero internet whatsoever. So it's it's not, yes, that's mind blowing, sorry. Um, but uh, it's we've got a lot of blogs on it. If you were really that interested, go and read those blogs. I won't carry on about that little techie part there, but it's just a, a really good fact to know that you need to know the difference or at least contact a company that knows the difference to be able to make it work for you. Cool, okay. And actually I've got a couple of questions. One of them was, I need you in Dubai. Here we go. Yeah, I've just seen that. Go international now. I can't even get Wi-Fi in all the rooms in my house. So, that, well, you know. That affects most people in the UK too. <laughs> um, so, if you want to go international, there's your first class. Yeah. I love Dubai, I've been to Dubai before. Um, check where your router is. Don't put your router on the floor. Put your router up high um, and make sure it's the nearest possible router you can get. Um, you can get some impressive routers. We've got one that looks like some sort of alien spaceship going on. Um, you don't have to use the one that your internet service provider gives to you. Um, however, we do provide free support and advice. So if you did want to like video call me from Dubai, we could probably give you some support from there um, if you really wanted to. Um, it's it's no problem. <laughs> That's really cool. Although obviously your Wi-Fi's got to be good enough to do a decent video call, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Surely four G is out there. It might even have five G actually. <coughs> Sorry, I'm just having a coughing fit. <laughs> but fine, I've just seen another question. So I'm gonna say I'll ask you a quick question and then I'm gonna yeah. go. You can carry on with your call. Do you improve websites that have already been redesigned already been designed? Can you improve something that's already uh yes. Is the, is the quick answer. However, it totally depends on what it's been designed on, how it was designed, who did it before, and what acts you have. So uh, hopefully you can answer all of those <laughs> or send me the website and I'll have a look at it. But yes, in theory, we can host a website we have not designed, we can maintain a website we have not designed, and we can improve a website we have not designed. But all of those have you know, caveats in between of what is or isn't possible, but in theory, yes. Okay, I'm back. Thank you. That's amazing. Okay, and so one of the things that people often think when they think, oh, I need a website, is two things. One is, um, oh, it's okay, I can go and do one for free for myself, which you absolutely can do. Yep. And that's fine. There's loads of options to do that kind of thing nowadays. But there are good and bad points to doing that, of course. Yep. Um, and the other thing is that people um, think, well, one of two things again, which is actually I do all my stuff on social media. I don't need a website 
or I only need a website and I don't need to do anything, marketing, advertising, social media or any of that. So what do you say to those two kind of points of view? It's not all about websites. Uh, <laughs> you can do a free website by all means. Anyone can. Um, however, it's not a really productive way of using your time. If tech is not your thing, why are you going to waste most of your evenings? It's going to take probably a minimum of 30 hours to put a free website together. You still got to buy a domain. You still got to buy hosting, all of which we can provide. Um, You've got to understand what that even means. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to learn all that stuff. I did all this years ago. I had to learn yeah, all well, this stuff. I did it all, and now I'm like, a waste of time well it wasn't yeah it's a total waste of time if it's not your thing um, i have tech knowledge and we we have a lot of customers that use our hosting and build their own sites and their sites are good enough you know there's nothing wrong with doing that if you have the right knowledge but don't i, I often think of it like if you're charging i don't know there are some riding i always i always put it back to riding because it's my thing um so if you're paying for uh i don't know one of your trainers 40 pounds an hour so that trainer could earn 40 pounds an hour um teaching or they could go indoors sit in front of their laptop for 30 hours plus to design a website because it was free and you didn't have to pay someone to do it you're not earning any money doing it. so in my mind, that makes no logical sense whatsoever. You could just pay someone to do it, earn your money, and then very often it would um, pay, the website would pay its money back pretty quickly. I actually know uh, we did a website a couple of weeks ago and within two weeks she'd earned back the money she paid on the website. Yeah, and if you're talking about someone who could be earning £40 for that hour teaching, who goes and spends 30 hours trying to learn how to do it, and it will not look as good. I know this. I've been there. I've done it myself. I've done years and years and years. I've done my own websites. I've had other people do them, lots of different ways of doing things. And actually, currently, you are now hosting my new website, which is being designed by a lovely lady. Um, yes. And it's going to be up soon. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is, is I know that you guys are on the end of the phone now because that's the other thing that I used to think was – do you know, I might as well just do it myself because if something goes wrong, at least I know how to quickly fix it. But of course, the yeah. problem is that if something goes wrong and I'm in the middle of doing something else, I can't quickly fix it. But what I could do is bung an email over to someone else and say, oh, this thing's not working or this thing or yeah. actually by the end of next week, I just quickly need this page added or thing done. Or is there any chance you can do it? Brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's being done then properly, professionally, and, and it will work. But that that person doing 30 hours that could have been earning 40 pound an hour. Okay, they might not be because they might be doing it in the evenings or something, but they probably don't want to be. That's 1,200 pounds. Yeah. That's quite a nice website. Yeah. <laughs> well, for unless you wanted a booking system, your website's not going to cost that much. Nah. So, you know, yeah. Um, and, and the other question too, I don't need a website because I use social media. Social media is not yours. You could get hacked on social media, please don't get hacked on social media, check your passwords. Um, but it happens all of the time. People don't know their Facebook passwords. People rely on face ID on their phones to get them in, which means that they never have to remember their passwords. Please, please, please remember your passwords. Um, however, it could be taken away at any point. Your page could be taken down, your Instagram account could be taken down, your Twitter could no longer work or whatever, it's not yours. Don't rely on somebody else's platform to make your business a success. 
Love that. Thank you. OK. And then there are all sorts of apps and things out there now as well that will now allow you to directly contact your customers and put them in groups and all sorts of clever things and all sorts of stuff as well, isn't there? So do you guys get involved in that at all or is that not your realm? No. No. Not <laughs> We've Fair got enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to be doing Wi-Fi in Dubai at this, right? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay. So anything else that you think would be really useful for people that you get asked all the time or that they, that you know, they cover or anything like that, that you just think actually, yeah, before we finish up, I'll just kind of end with this bit for you. <laughs> um, don't try and be an expert in everything. That would be my, you know, final, you, you can't be an expert in everything. And so find an expert that can help you quicker and more efficiently than if you are trying to learn it yourself and then go back to somebody because you've broken it. Um, it's just so much easier to just go to somebody that you know is on the end of the phone and can go, no, do it this way, I'll do it for you, pay them and it's done. Um, we never have enough money, there is never the right time, you are never going to be ready, but you will be if you invest in the right people at the right time to get it done. You, the world's, you know, your oyster, basically anything is possible. Perfect. Thank you very much. So, yeah, use a team, which we've been talking about. Um, get the experts in. They do it faster, better and easier than you ever would trying to learn it yourself. Um, and yeah. you're paying, you're basically paying for shortcuts, aren't you? Essentially, when you think about it. You can spend all the time learning it for yourself, making all the mistakes, wasting all the time, getting things wrong, having problems, or you pay for someone else who already has that knowledge to just do it for you. Yeah. Brilliant. That's why you pay a bet, isn't it, really? You don't yes, get to try exactly. to do things yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly the same theory. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, thank you so much, Annie, but it's been absolutely fascinating listening to you um and finding all about you know how things can help you and enable you and all your thoughts on mindset and great stuff there as well so thank you so much if people do want to get hold of you find out more ask your question have a free <laughs> phone call to find out how they can sort their wi-fi <laughs> yeah whether their yeah. website needs changing whether it's doing what they want it to how do they get hold of you uh so you can get hold of us in a number of ways um i love it so if you go to at Black Nova Designs on Instagram, you can follow us there. You can call us um, on 01793-210045. Proper feel like I'm one of those radio stations that are doing an advert when I say the number out loud like that. Um, but it's very publicly found on all of our website and all of our stuff like that is our office number. You'll get any one of us in the team. There's only seven of us um or you can email us on sales at blacknovadesigns.co.uk fab thank you so much um and obviously this is going out on the podcast later so anyone who's been listening in please do ask any questions or comments um everyone said brilliant thank you so much jenny and danielle so um another great one thank you very much it's always fascinating hearing from people so um, we will no doubt hear, be hearing from more from you in the future. <laughs> Go and check her out. Um, check out Black Nova. Follow uh, Instagram's brilliant. Actually, it's a good Instagram. I like it. It's not. It's not yeah. all about laptops and Wi-Fi. It's, <laughs> it's about life. <laughs> yeah. um, and thank you so much. We'll catch up soon. No worries. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. 
Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us, and we look forward to you listening into our next one. Bye, everyone. Who got